Hi, I'm Mike Lewis, and welcome to When to Jump. This week on the show, we have a special episode with a jumper by the name of Robin Finney. I met Robin through our community, and I remember being connected her to her through, I believe it was a friend of a friend who has said, you've got to meet Robin. She has an incredible story, and she was actually just taking flight on a special jump that she's going to tell you about today. We wanted to make this episode extra special this week, and so we tried a new format that all of us here on the When to Jump team hope that you like. What you need to know before we start is this. Robin left her job of 11 years to go travel the world. And she's been traveling ever since with no plans of stopping anytime soon. We're going to start with her telling us about where she worked. Then she dives into her love of travel and what finally pushes her over the edge. Keep listening and I hope you enjoy. I'm Robin and I worked for a company that owned and managed apartments and I was on the marketing team for eight years. And three years prior to that, I was in leasing. When I started my job, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do this for six months or a year until I find a real job. So I kind of created this one day mentality. Every year I was ready to quit. And I would say, it's not going to matter because I'm not going to be here next year. And then next year would roll around and I would be in the same situation, same projects, same things came up and the same mentality. Oh, it's not going to matter. I won't be here next year. And that cycle continued for 11 years. Anytime I would take a trip when I was working my job, I I would go on the trip and I would be free and adventurous. I would try things that I wouldn't necessarily do back home. And just really like living life and I could see like bigger things for my life. And that's one of the things I love about travel because it expands our viewpoint in that sense. And it, it really frees us from who we are back home in a sense, in a way. I would just be living life excited and then I'd come back to my regular life And I would see that like nothing was changing. I was still living with people. I was still working the same job. And I would feel like something was missing in many ways. And I didn't really know who I was. And I just felt like this internal pain within me that I couldn't let go of. I would really, I would have to plan another trip Um, whenever I would get back. So I would have something to look forward to. And so it wasn't, it wasn't a fun cycle because I was on a high and then a a major low. And I would, I would enter a deep depression when I would get back from trips. I was still just so afraid to actually do what I needed to do to make the jump. So in some ways, I think I knew deep down that nothing was going to change, yet I still longed for change. We talk about the little voice, and I had that little voice in my head, and it would tell me, like, come on, Robin, do you actually think you're going to do this? Stop dreaming about this. It's not you. Other people can do it, but you're not going to do it. You want to travel, but you don't have the money saved. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do it. It's kind of your fault. You're in this place again. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. It's almost like I was living two different lives my corporate life and my life in the United States. 
um, comfortable, secure lifestyle. And then I would go and travel and it was almost, it was so freeing and it was like letting go of all of that. And so I would hear that voice. It was a different voice telling me like, look at this, look at this world. There's so much out there. There's so much to see, so much to do. You're a different person when you're in this space. So keep tapping into that, find that person, chase after her and don't let her go. I knew something needed to change. So I started going to therapy. And then I started doing what I call transformative work, where it's work that helps you to connect more with yourself. And that's really when I started getting hits that, okay, I'm not really where I want to be. And in July of that year, I went on a meditation retreat in Guatemala. And we were sitting upstairs in this room. And it was in the morning. So the sun had just come up. And it was in July. So there was a nice warmth in the air. And we had the windows were cracked. So you could feel like kind of a warm, cool breeze blowing in. And we were sitting in a circle. We were in a meditation. And I just saw it as clear as day, just how safe I was playing it in life. And it was almost, I call it a glass shattering moment. Because it was one of those moments where... It's like the glass breaks and you see the world with different eyes. And I could see my whole life kind of flash before me and everything I was doing. It was like, you're playing it safe. You want this bigger life and you're not getting these things at your job because that's not where your heart is. So of course you're not going to get the raise that you wanted or the promotion that you thought you were going to get because you're not meant to be here. And that was that was really the first time that I was like, I've, I've got to do something about this. I know, I know now what it is that I want and what I need to go after. Before the break, we heard from Robin. She told us about her job and how she's feeling when she travels. Then she talked to us through the moment on a meditation retreat where she finally decided to change her life. Now, we go back to her. With the decision to change her life made, we can now follow Robin as she works up the courage to make the jump. So when I got back from the retreat, it was... It was scary um, because it was like for the first time I knew what I had to do and what I had to do was really scary, like turning in a notice to a job that I had been at for 10 years. And I remember it was almost like I was running on a cliff and about to jump off. Like that's how it felt. Like I felt like all this momentum, like I was excited and nervous and I knew this was the right thing to do. And then it's like I got back and I'm running on this cliff. And then all of a sudden it's like I can I look down below and see that if I jump, I'm going to fall. And so I stopped myself. I still knew what I wanted to do and what I needed to do, but I was still afraid. But what's funny is I remember being on a plane ride to um, we my company had an annual kickoff event every year. And I remember being on a plane and I was sitting next to one of our senior managers and I had seen just days before I left, Chris Gillibo had tweeted about this book called When to Jump. 
And he was like, Mike Lewis is a friend of mine. This book is really great. Check it out. And so I I bought the audio of this book. And I remember sitting on the flight and I'm like next to the senior manager. And I remember like making sure my phone was turned over so she couldn't see the title of the book. And so I was listening to it and it was that book really shifted things for me. Like even though I knew I was going to make this jump, it was almost like it capped it off like you're on the right step because here are 40 or so stories of other people who have made scary jumps and they're okay. And you're going to be okay too. So after I got back from that trip, I had my evaluation lined up. It was my annual evaluation. And since I knew that I was going to be leaving, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to say everything that I've wanted to say with my job, because it's not going to hurt anything. I might as well just put it all out there. And then I had typed out my resignation letter. And so I go to this meeting and we're eating lunch. And I remember like my stomach was just in knots and I couldn't even eat. But I was like, I don't want her to pick up on anything. So, so I was like trying to eat and have small talk. And so I sat through the evaluation and she said, I have some exciting news for you. Um, We're going to take a lot of the admin work off of your plate and you're going to travel more and you're going to start leading trainings and basically everything that I said I wanted. They were like handing it to me and she was so excited about it. And I remember feeling terrible because she really went, spent a lot of time on that. And she was like, what do you think? And I said, I think that my time with you guys is done. And she looked at me and she said, what? And I said, I have been so grateful for this opportunity. And I remember we both just started crying and I could barely get the words out. And she, I remember she put her hand on my leg and she said, it's okay, just breathe. And then I told her, I said, I know that it's my time to leave and I want to travel the world. And I said, if I don't do this for myself, then I'm always going to think, what if? And she was so gracious and so supportive. And yeah, she said, I think you're meant to go and do this. So I turned my notice in. And at that point, I still didn't know where I was going to go or how I was going to do it. So I went on another meditation retreat in Mexico with my friend Ashley Woods. I would get back from that trip and then I would have maybe two more weeks um, at my job. And so I remember on the last day of the retreat, she said, what are you walking away with? And I said, well, I came here from cl- for clarity and I don't know that I found that. And she just looked at me and she said, Robin, You know exactly what you want to do. You just don't commit. Buy the damn ticket. And so I was like, oh my goodness, you're right. And so I got back to the States and I bought a one-way ticket to Australia. And so that was like what really made this jump real. The night before my last like official full full time day at my job. They took me out to dinner and I remember walking out of the room and they had put together this big collage, this big like poster board size canvas and it was full of pictures from the past like 11 years. And I just remember, whew, I'm even getting emotional thinking about it now, but 
I just remember like breaking down in tears and just being so overwhelmed at just the love and support that they had for me. And it was just like, it was, it was surreal. I was like, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually doing this. And, and they're supporting me in doing it. So I, when I started this journey, there were storms happening and I was like, this, this can't be. My flight from Dallas had been canceled and they had to reroute me. So I remember like going up to the gate agent and telling him, I'm like, you've got to get me another flight. So they put me on a flight to Houston and then there was a direct flight from there to Sydney. And I landed in Houston and it was like 10 minutes before the gate was closing. And I ran as fast as I could. And then I got there and they had shut the gate. I broke down in tears. I was so tired at that point because I had been, I had just moved out of my apartment, sold everything. And it was like, what am I doing? What did I just give up? And it was kind of like all in that moment thinking like, this is, this is a sign that you shouldn't be doing this. And so it was like immediately, like all those thoughts were coming to me. And then I was also just upset, just felt defeated. But luckily my One of my best friends lives in Houston, and she was out of town, but her in-laws were there. And so they they took me in for the night. And it was almost like, as with everything in life, it's meant to happen. And I remember in the moment when it happened, I thought, this can't be, this is a sign that shouldn't be happening. But then after I had a day of regrounding and everything, then I was okay. And I knew like, nope, this is just a hurdle. This is what happens with travel. You're still going. I remember being on the flight and looking out the window and I could see we were flying over Sydney and it was just, it was really surreal. And then when I landed, I got in super early. I think my flight landed like 6 a.m. or something. And so I made it to the hotel and I was pretty emotional. I was tired, jet lagged. And I remember the man who checked me in, he asked if I was celebrating anything special but staying there. And I said, actually, yes. I said, I just quit my job of 11 years and sold most of my things. And this is the start of my solo nomadic journey. And he he just looked at me and he was like, oh, wow. Like, I don't think he was expecting that answer. And he said, well, you must be so tired. And he said, the good news is I can go ahead and get you in a room now. And he said, would it be all right if I send some champagne up to your room later, just so you can celebrate this occasion? And I was just, I was blown away. I was like, um, yes, please. And so I just, I remember being in this really nice luxury hotel and um, they wrote me a really sweet letter, like congratulating me on making this jump. And they sent a bottle of champagne. And I remember I took my champagne up to the rooftop and just watched the sunset over the Sydney Harbor, drinking champagne and thinking like, wow, I'm actually doing this. This is it. In the years since Robin made her jump, she's been to 11 countries and four continents. She's gone everywhere from Singapore to Thailand to Mexico to Panama. And now Robin is planning another jump 
to start a travel design business, where she uses everything she's learned on the road to plan trips for others. And of course, she's still traveling. I love Robin's story because it really shows the back and forth she went through. So often from the outside, jumps look cut and dry. But for Robin and for so many others, it took a lot, a lot of back and forth before making the change. I hope her story has inspired you, and I hope if you're listening to this and you still haven't jumped, that you go easy on yourself. Because when the time is right, you'll know. You can find Robin at her blog, wanderingaunt.com. That's wandering, A-U-N-T, dot com. You can find when to jump at whentojump.com and sign up for our newsletter off the website and follow us across social media at when to jump everywhere. Until next time, I'm Mike Lewis, and this is When to Jump. I'll see you next week.